She got her mind. Wow. Yeah, have some grass. Aunt Susan won't see you. Oh, no thanks, man. In a scene like this, she'd get a contact high. <laughs> KXSF, LP, San Francisco. This is my happening, and it freaks me out. Welcome. I see you found your way into my humble dwelling. And like most people who cross this threshold, I see you have many questions. By entering this place, this sacred space, this humble shack, this dwelling of mine, you have consented, of course, to a decision, a choice, and the nature of choice in this world of ours is there's really no decision at all. You already know what you're going to do.
from Melbourne, Australia. This is Worst Nurse. In Rockneto at KX 102.5 FM, San Francisco. Welcome everyone to this. There will be one more meteoric edition of Rockneto at KXSF. Uh, we have a very interesting show prepared for you, not only because of all the new releases that we have, like that song by Worst Nurse, who are from Melbourne, Australia. Uh, dig the sound. We have new music by Warish, Scrounge, TV Priest, that, uh, by the way, we're, we're going to be having them in Rockneto next week. Uh, the Autumn Age, uh, The Lounge Society, Ice Age, uh, The Lazy Eyes, Palberta, The Shivas, King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard released a brand new single, a brand new album today called LW, and it's uh, really, really cool stuff. A new music by Show Me The Body, The Horrors, really, really cool stuff that we have prepared for you my dear san francisco listener thank you so much for letting us be the soundtrack to this uh warm afternoon in san francisco it's a uh, weird weird weather it looks like uh, summer is about to start but uh, we're still in the depths of of winter uh today we have four interviews yes indeed once again as it used to be a few months ago um the first one at 1.30 p.m., we're going to be talking to Jared Artaud from the Vacant Lots, all the way from Brooklyn, New York. Then at 1.50 p.m., we're going to be talking to Sav uh, from Death from Above, 1979. At around 2.20 p.m., uh, we're going to be traveling all the way to Copenhagen, Denmark. And we're going to be talking to Elias Bender Ronenfeldt. And during Rockneto en Español, at around 3.20 p.m., we're going to be tra traveling all the way to Mexico City, and we're going to be talking to Melt. So, yeah, four interviews today. Why does this happen? Why so many interviews? Well, it, it looks like uh, when we send out requests, everybody wants to be on this show. Everyone says yes, so uh, we're not going to turn them down. So, obviously, uh, I hope you enjoy the combos. There's a lot uh, to talk about with these bands, especially about their new releases and about their new about their new work it's gonna be dope i can tell you that and like i said on top of that the great the newest of the newest independent rock and roll that you can find anywhere in the world so let's go with the music otherwise this is gonna be more like a talk show today so let's let's try not to talk that much in between songs and let's enjoy this great rock and roll this is warish new single Seeing red in front of the top of the exercise.
Oceanside, California. That was Warish with a brand new release. This is the band of uh, Riley Hawks. Uh, cool to see that uh, Warish is back uh, with great new music. We spoke to Riley what a year and months ago. We'll try to to get him to be on this show once again as soon as possible. Now let's go back to the UK and play something by Scrown. This is Licking Drains. In Rockneto at KX 7.5 FM, San Francisco. London United Kingdom, uh, this was Crouch with Licking Drains in Rockneto at KXSF. Now let's stay in London and let's play something by the band that we will be interviewing next week here in Rockneto. I'm talking about TV Priest, who just released a brand new album and it's amazing. This is called Decoration in Rockneto at KXSF.
London, United Kingdom Out of their 2021 album called Operas This is TV Priest With decoration In Rocknet of KXSF Support for KXSF comes from the Willows a South of Market gastropub with a seasonal cocktail list and a rotating choice of craft brews on tap. Located at 1582 Folsom at 12th, come by for socially distanced drinks and burgers or order takeout or delivery at thewillowssf.com. Thanks for supporting San Francisco Community Radio, KXSF 102.5 FM. Crank up the volume on KXSF and amplify your donation to San Francisco Community Radio. If you work for a company that matches employee contributions to nonprofits, you may be able to double your donation to KXSF. To find out if your company offers matching contributions, ask your human resource director or go online to charitynavigator.org and type in your company's name. Thanks for supporting KXSF 102.5 FM San Francisco. Yes, indeed. I remind you that we are a nonprofit and uh, we require your support so we can stay on the air and we can keep bringing you all the great programming that we bring you uh, on a daily basis here at KXSF. Also, I wanted to thank every single one of the people that uh, 
that watched the the stream benefit for KXSF that we filmed at Eli's Mahai Club called uh, Revival. It was an absolute success. It was great, uh, you know, to to host, to have those uh, great bands uh, join us that night. Uh, Nobody's Baby, Psyched Out, Rose Hayes and Bucket Full of Crumbs. It was an incredible show. If you still want to watch it and if you missed it or you want to watch it again, go to our website at kxsf.fm right on the front page. You're going to find it right there. And while you watch it, click on that donate button and help us out so we can stay on the air. Now let's go and play something by The Atom Age. This is I Was Rock and Roll. Uh, I Was a Rock and Roll Narcissist. And it sounds like this in Rock Metal KXSF. The Atom Age with I Was a Rock and Roll Narcissist in Rock Neto at KXSF. I think that sound, to be honest, uh, pretty, pretty rock and roll the way it's supposed to be, the way we like it here on Rock Neto at KXSF. In a few minutes, our interview with Jared and Brian from the Vacant Lots. Great, interesting project from Brooklyn, New York. They will be chatting with us in a few minutes. Uh, so let's go back to the music and let's play something new, brand new by Beige Banquet. This is called Wired Weird. In Rocknetto at KXSF 102.5 FM, San Francisco Community Radio. Rocknetto.
That is a brand new release by this band from London, London United Kingdom called Beige Banquet, called uh, Wired Weird in Rock Neto at KXSF. Now let's go and stay in the UK, but let's go to Yorkshire and play something by the Lounge Society. This is Kane's Heresy in Rock Neto at KXSF until 4 p.m. Lounge Society with Kane's Heresy in Rock Metal KXSF 
Now let's go back to London and play, uh, let's play a collaboration between Wulu and Lex Amor. This is South. In a few minutes, once again, our conversation with Jared and Brian from the crate, the vacant lots in Rockneto at KXSF. Everything, but I'm in need of my boy. See, in my pocket, clutching at my stomach. 
That was Wulu featuring Lexa Moore and South in Rock Neto at KXSF 102.5 FM San Francisco. It's 1.31 p.m. in San Francisco. It's 4.31 p.m. in New York. And it's 4, It's uh, 1.31 p.m. in Seattle, Washington. And that means that we have the absolute honor and pleasure of talking with one of the most interesting, interesting bands that we have uh, checked out in the past years. Uh, the Vacant Lots, Brian and Jared. How are you guys? How's life? Hey, man. How's it going? We're super hey. stoked to be able to talk to you, to be honest. Thanks for having us, man. And thanks for the time. Totally. Well, we're, we're big fans of, you, of your band already. And, and probably you know this because we, we, you know, we tag you every, every time we play you in this show, <laughs> in social media and stuff. Uh, so, yeah, it's a great honor. Uh, uh, Jared, you're in Brooklyn. How's New York? New York is okay, man. It's not as crazy as it was like some months ago where everyone was scrambling to get the nearest toilet paper. Yeah. Things have kind of calmed down a bit. Totally. It's getting a little a little bit better, no? Same thing here in San Francisco, by the way. Yeah. How's it over there? Uh, same. Uh, you know, showing improvement a little bit. I mean, we only hope that we don't go backwards again and they don't, they, yeah. they don't uh, send us on lockdown. How's uh, Seattle, Brian? It's good. I'm I'm out here actually just for a few months visiting my brother and then heading back to the East Coast uh, next month. But it's been been good. Very low key, obviously. Totally. Uh, so how do you guys survive this pandemic? Uh, you know, uh, mentally, spiritually, uh, how were you able to cope with all of this craziness? Um, man, at first it was strange. Um, it's definitely helped that I've been like social distancing since I was 16. Okay. You know, so okay. it wasn't like totally nuts all the isolation but as time went on it definitely became really surreal you know that the whole world was going through something um and for us i think just making music and staying creative got us through to break through that cycle totally you know yeah um it didn't help to have a total maniac in the white house as well so i think some of the sense of calm has returned now that like an actual president, totally fitting to be president. Exactly. Is there? Did you guys work on on, on a lot of new music? Are you guys? Uh, do you guys record? Do you guys get together throughout uh, these these couple of years? Yeah, I mean, we've like we started to write a new record. Um, we put out Interzone last year, but um, you know, we've been in the process of creating a new one, and so that's kept us busy through this time as well in isolation totally do you guys have any plans i mean i have to ask you this question i have to you guys have any any plans to of, of releasing this new album soon yeah we'd like to we just have to finish it first we're still writing and you know exchanging ideas and putting it together and you know through that kind of like synthetic process you know it eventually and gradually turns more into the actualized vision of what we're what we're working on so we're just um kind of in process mode so you know we'll see what happens you know we'd like to we miss touring we want to tour we're already working on like a european tour for later in the year if everything's okay and safe to do that totally. so if we if we could and we can have something out by you know this year we'd love to to do that time permitting totally talking about the touring in europe Probably you know this in Spain, they they do these uh, social distance uh, gigs already, uh, you know where people have to sit in 
practically bubbles, you know, in circles, and uh, they have to be distanced and all that kind of stuff. They cannot get up, they cannot dance, but uh, they're happening. How do you feel about that? Um, I saw some of those photos of, I think it was the Flaming Lips, where they're like in a, a bubble. Yeah. Um, I don't know. For me, it's strange. It's even stranger doing like the live stream stuff. I yeah. I like direct connection, of course. you know, totally. and, um, f you know, I, I think we're both kind of on the same page of like, let's not force it when it's safe to, to do shows. And when you can do shows, let's do them. I don't know how I would feel about playing like a restricted show. Totally. Um, I'm, I'm kind of like an all or nothing dude anyways, you know, so I like the, um, that kind of extreme setting. Exactly. You know, I, I don't know how I feel about just kind of being in a room. I mean, Brian, what would you? Yeah. I, same. Um, I think that both as the performer and as the audience, you're really missing out on a lot by trying to split the difference there and doing this isolated performance style. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. We were talking off the air that uh, I had the chance to talk to Anton Newcomb, uh, what, I think in October of 2020. And he told us that, uh, that he uh, helped you produce and record uh, Damage Control, which is basically two of your EPs. How was it? Uh, how was that process? Uh, you know, how was working with Anton in Berlin? Yeah, it was incredible. It's so inspiring working with someone like Anton. Um, just like the immensity of ideas you know, con constantly happening in the room where we, we, you know, we walked in there with like fragments and ideas and Anton just, you know, in the course of like 10 hours, I mean, we're, you know, we can get going on an EP. So for us, it was just like, um, an incredible experience and he's so generous with his time totally. and yeah. producing us and really pushed us further. I mean, some of the songs we've done with him were just, You know, they didn't sound that way when we came in. They were really raw and, you know, rough, like cowboy chords and progressions. And, you know, Anton hears something. He's like, let's do this and move this. But as a producer, he's also extremely um, thoughtful in the sense of not wanting to, you know, transform what you're doing too much into something that he already sounds like. Of course. So he really knows how to strike a balance between helping you achieve the sound you want, you know, and it's like a mutual exchange of ideas and working with him really just pushed us for further and made us better as artists. And, you know, like I cherish those records we've made with him totally. um, and we had like fun times. It's just, you know, it's a great atmosphere to make records. Of course. No, he's a fun human being. I can tell you that. I think that conversation I had with him was, was like 30 minutes on the air nonstop. It was an incredible, funny conversation. Yeah. You guys yeah, have he's a good thinker too. You know, oh, like totally. Yeah, yeah. He's a he's a genius, dude. Yeah, we love him. Any any plans to do collaborations for the for the next album? Um, you know, it's like hard to say. I mean, I think when we, you know, when we, when we did the records with Anton, there were two separate EPs. So Damage yeah. Control was like, you know, it's like the compilation of both Berlin and Exit. Of course. Um. You know, with the, the full-length records we do, it's very much like me and Brian. You know, we produce our own records, yeah. um, but we do collaborate with other people to mix it and to master it. Um, like on the last record, Inner Zone, we worked with Maurizio Baggio. In um, our first record, we worked with Sonic Boom. So, 
you know, we like collaborating, but I feel like in terms of like the production side of things, Brian and I are just so, you know, we have a very specific sound that we, we aim for when we make records. So of course, I, it's like too soon to say, you know, for us, what we're totally, what we'll do with the next one. By the way, talking about, uh, about this, about the sound, um, how do you guys work? How do you, how, how do you guys, uh, create a, a song? Uh, where does it start? Uh, what inspires, uh, I don't know, a riff, a chorus? How, how does this work for you guys? I think it's different. You know, I mean, for each, it's like, it's definitely the songwriting team. You know, there's the two of us. And, um, you know, depending on the situation, we both can work in isolation, you know, and share ideas. Um, I tend to approach things where it's, like, very explosive, you know, and I'm trying to, like, balance some sense of chaos with order, and it usually tends to be really chaotic and scratchy, like demos, and Brian comes at it more, like, things are more put together and formed, and um, I think for, you know, we utilize the studio, but also our own home studios to make music and exchange files back and forth and ideas. Um, I mean, I can't speak for Brian, but just for like for myself, where it all starts with like filling up notebooks. Cool. Yeah, I sound cra crazy, but it's like just from the words and chords, it's just, I don't know where it comes from, but I like to kind of follow an idea through. And that's usually where it comes from me is just filling up a notebook and going back and trying to follow my subconscious and not fully understanding where Where things are coming from interesting that's uh, rather interesting uh, uh yesterday we were Brian, it's different for you though right you i think your approach is no exactly. yeah with, with the home studio approach it's really freeing because we can send each other ideas however fleshed out they may be and really just give it some time to do five or ten passes and send it back and forth and figure out what works and what doesn't and yeah. be able to do this the subtraction and addition to get to a point where it feels good and then you've got an, another level of freedom when it's time to really do it and go into a studio or do like a final mix down and then refine from there. Um, it gives a lot of freedom, but also is able to lock it into a place where it feels like it's complete. So, yeah. so when you guys continue working on this album, I guess, Brian, you're going to go to New York uh, so you guys can put it together. Yeah, we like working in, you know, we, The studio is really useful, man, for us. We've worked with the same engineer on all of our records, Ted Young. Nice. Um, he's the greatest, and um, he's had different studios in Brooklyn. And um, so we'll do a lot of stuff at home and then work with him and uh, just kind of create this atmosphere in the studio that we can, you know, we come in with the ideas that we have. But we did this a lot with Anton, and we do this a lot on our own records. But you have to leave room for just spontaneity. You know, like, there's so much inside of you as an artist, um, or at least just for myself, speaking about myself, that you're, you're kind of already doing training, you know, in life. And then Absolutely. you're in the studio and you can open up and things happen. Like on our last record, we had a synthesizer that we borrowed from Liz Lamoree, who's Alan Vega's longtime uh, creative collaborator and wife. Totally. And it was a synth that Rick Ocasek had passed on to Alan, and I was, like, obsessed with it. It was this old, like, vintage ARP, and uh, we plugged it in, and 
you know, we were in the middle of a tour and we were in the studio and doing some recordings and Brian just started playing on the synth. Like we didn't know, we didn't have parts written out and so much of that creation ended up on the record, a lot of those synth parts. And, you know, I think there's like this balancing act between, you know, ideas that you have and then ideas that come about in the studio. So that for me is like one of the most exciting things about working on a record is like, even when you think you have a lot of things figured out, there's this unknown, you know, of going course. through this whole unknown and the studio provides that like milieu for you to do that. Totally. Uh, yeah. And I was, I was, I was telling you yesterday, we woke up to the news of the release of a new single uh, by Alan Vega that you produced Nike Soldier. Yeah. The song is amazing. Uh, tell us, because, you know, I read that uh, you discovered these lost tracks. Uh, you, I don't know how, how, how many years ago, how long ago? Thanks, man. Yeah, it was a few years ago um, where Liz and I, um, we discovered these ADAT tapes. And, um, and they were... You know, first we had to get them transferred with Ted Young, the analog tapes. We got them transferred in, in, into the digital zone. And, you know, for us, listening to these raw, unmixed, and they were the last sessions. I don't know if you're familiar with these ADAT, like yeah, yeah. the format of ADAT. Totally. So I mean, it looks like a big fucking, I'm not supposed to care. Sorry about that. Uh, <laughs> we're, uh, it's like this big, uh, hopefully no one, on something like that either because that's just like ridiculous but um plenty of haters out there but uh <laughs> there it's like a large like vhs format right and um and so we were left and these were his last sessions yeah of mutator this work that he this album that he was working on yeah. in the mid 90s and you know for me it's just like the highest honor you of know course. i'm just so grateful that totally. you know to have known him and to work on his music and to have co-produced and co-mixed this this record has just been an incredible um, experience. You know, I just want to like preserve his legacy and keep his music alive. Like what he's done for us and and me personally, I just you know feel like forever indebted to keeping you know, his music out there. And it seems like there's a lot of good people who feel the same way, like Sacred Bones and Heartworm Press. Totally. Um, so yeah, Nike Soldier is the first of of the, the record that'll come out in April, and um, yeah, I'm so glad you like it. It really means a lot to us, and he was such a visionary artist, man. Totally. So, yeah, yeah. And for us I, fans of Suicide, dude, I mean, we really, really appreciate you doing this. It's it's incredible. Thanks, man. Yeah, just tremendously honored to to work on this music, and you know. Awesome. Well, Jared, uh, Brian, thank you so much for taking the call. It has been uh, really, really fun talking to you. And as you know, uh, when things get better and you guys come to San Francisco, because you guys are going to come back to San Francisco, obviously, please come to KX. Definitely. This is your home. Yeah. Thanks, yeah, guys. Yeah, man. Thanks. Thanks a lot for your time. Awesome. Thanks, man. Thank you. I'm going to play that Alan Vega song to celebrate this interview. And I thank you once again. Cool. Thanks, guys. Take See you care. later, man. See you later. Take care. Bye-bye. Awesome. Uh, that was uh, Jared and Brian from Vacant Lots. In a few minutes, like literally a few minutes, or a combo with Seb from Dead from Above 1979. But let's play that Alan Vega song that Jared uh, produced. This is Nike Soldier in Rock Metal Kids.
Nike Soldier in Rock Neto at KXSF 102.5 FM San Francisco. In a few minutes, a conversation with Sev from Death from Above, 1979 in Rock Neto at KXSF. Now, let's go and play something by Anorak Patch. This is Irate in Rock Neto at KXSF on the 4th
That was Irate by Anorak Patch in Rock Neto at KX7 2.5 FM San Francisco until 4 p.m. Hey, familia, this is Raul Vargas, a San Francisco-based musician representing the bands Macru, Dos Bandoleros, and Istanbul Connection. I want to give a shout-out to KXSF Radio for always holding it down and supporting local businesses, providing a home for many local artists and bands. Please consider donating online today at kxsf.fm. Thanks for supporting the local music scene by supporting non-profit community radio, KXSF 102.5 FM San Francisco. Support for KXSF comes from the Barrel Room San Francisco. In non-COVID times, the Barrel Room showcases the cuisine, wine, and spirits of different regions of the world with rotating menus. The Barrel Room has been forced to close temporarily, but plan to be back in better days. We wish Barrel Room owner Sarah and her staff the best of luck and thank them for their ongoing support of KXSF San Francisco Community Radio. Yes, indeed. Uh, thanks to every single one of our underwriters, by the way. If you want to become part of the KXF family, all you have to do is call me at 415-647-3827. I'll, I'll be happy, more than happy, to guide you through the process on how to become uh, an underwriter, how to become a DJ, how, co- how to become a volunteer. Uh, so, yeah, if you want to be part of this beautiful KXF family, hit me up at 415-648-7327. Let's go and play something now by Acid Dad. Brand new release called RC Driver. In Rockneto at KXSF 102.5 FM San Francisco. In a few minutes, our interview with Sab from Dead from Above, 1979. In Rockneto at KXSF.
That's a brand new release by Acid Dad called RC Driver from this 2021 from Greenway Records in Drogneto at KXSF. Now let's go back to New York and play something by Palberta that we interviewed last week. It was a really, really cool, cool conversation that we had with this great uh, DIY project from Brooklyn, New York. Uh, this is called uh, Big Bad Want, and it is out of their 2021 Palberta 5000 album. In Roberto at KXSF.
from Brooklyn, New York, and out of their 2021 album, Palverta 5000, that's Palverta with Big Bad Want in Rocknetto at KXSF. Support for KXSF comes from ChoochCast, the first sports talk show on KXSF 102.5 FM, San Francisco. ChoochCast has expanded to Instagram, where you can follow Chooch on his journey across the globe at ChoochCast and at SkyChooch. For baseball hot takes and travel photography, ChoochCast and SkyChooch is where it's at. Thank you for supporting KXSF 102.5 FM, San Francisco. KXSF not only offers you a variety of awesome shows and programming, we also offer a variety of ways you can support San Francisco Community Radio. See if your employer will match your contribution. Feel no pain and set up a small recurring monthly donation. Give when you shop through Amazon Smile. Or if you run a local business, become an underwriter. For more info, go to kxsf.fm and click on Donate. Thanks from KXSF 102.5 FM, San Francisco. Yes, indeed. Go to the website and click on that Donate button and help us stay on the air, like I said many 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 times we have great programming we work super super hard so we can help the, the san francisco music scene as much as we can and we need help obviously so you can help us with a few dollars anything you can go to our website once again at kxsf.fm and click on that donate button let's play something by the shivas this is thunderbird esq in rocknetto at kxsf
out of their brand new 2021 album called LW. That's King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard with Supreme Ascendancy in Rock Neto at KXSF 102.5 FM. San Francisco, it's 2.12 p.m. in San Francisco and it's 11.12 p.m. in Copenhagen, Denmark. And that means that we have the absolute honor and pleasure of talking to Elias Bender Ronenfeld from one of the greatest projects that we have followed throughout the years, Ice Age. Elias, what's up? How are you? Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm all right. Uh, it's evening here, as you said, and I'm, I'm playing dice with a friend and having a glass of red wine. I know. I heard, I heard the, uh, the, the background noise, and it seems like you guys, you guys are having a great time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it's not bad. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. How's I'm, win- I'm winning. Oh, that's good. That's good. Uh, are you guys betting uh, money, real money, or or what's the story? Nah, nah. We just we just playing for pastime. Just for fun. How's uh, Copenhagen? How's Denmark? You know, with uh, with COVID and all that kind of stuff. Um, you know, it's like um, everything is closed basically. No oh. bars, no restaurants, no shops, uh-huh. just supermarkets. Um, but lately, it seems like you know spring is moving in. Yep. So after that polar thing that also hit Texas, I think it went the same phenomena went through Copenhagen. So we had icy lakes and snow covered Copenhagen, but now it seems to have shifted. So we actually see some sun for the first time after a long winter. So it feels a bit like hope. That's really cool to hear, man. Here in San Francisco, same thing. Uh, things are getting a little bit better, we think. But you know, we never know really, like with the way uh, things yeah. have developed. But uh, again, we're in the winter. Today is a rather warm day here in San Francisco. Elias, we're, ex- yeah, we're extremely excited about the new album by Ice Age that will be released on May 7th of 2021. It's called Seek Shelter, and that's great news for all of us big fans of Ice Age. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited to get it out there. Really, you know, it's uh, it, it's it'll, it'll be good to see it leave its nest and not be this thing that you just sit upon yourself and totally. kind of on like to have it leave before it sort of ruts, you know. Of course, and the, uh, yeah, I'm excited to to just get it out there. The last album you guys released uh, was released in 2018. Beyond Less, which was a great piece of rock and roll as well. Why uh, three years uh, to release this new album? Obviously, I guess uh, our current circumstances had something to do with it, but... Yeah, I mean, like, um, we started recording it in December 2019, and then just because of COVID, you know, the process got a, a bit slowed down in terms of getting it signed off and, and finished. Um So, yeah, it, it would have been out sooner if it wasn't because of this little pandemic going on. Of course, on. yeah, yeah. How was the, the the process for recording this album? For uh, for how long have you guys been working on this new album? Um, well, I mean, we went to Lisbon. And, and Lisbon, oh. Portugal, like that city, ever, ever since the first time I, I stepped out of a tour van into the streets of central Lisbon, I just had I breathed in the air and I felt like there was something there for me to find out. Totally. I agree with you. Um, I, I love Lisboa. It's a beautiful city. 
and, and since then we made like a lot of friends there and a, a lot of like the, they have a really great jazz scene that's totally. to me more interesting than anywhere else and yeah I just got, got kind of infatuated with the city and then uh, we found this studio called The Moosh The Moosh this uh, 60s side 60s style radio studio nice um, with you know t- tall wooden ceilings and you know a bit like Abbey Road looking but if Abbey Road had just been neglected and sort of is, was falling apart. Totally. And it it seemed like a, a, a studio that had had like a rare kind of atmosphere. And totally. then it, it coincided with um, Sonic Boom, who had who had talked about how he wanted to um, produce for us. He's he's living outside of Lisbon, so everything just kind of pointed in the direction of Lisbon. And uh, yeah, like we. We were there for 12 days, got along famously with uh, Peter, the Sonic, and um, like, it, it's just, like, it was raining down from the ceilings, mm. um, because it's just really old and unattended, that building. Totally. So um, everywhere there was, like, little buckets placed where raindrops were falling into, and we had to place little pieces of cloth across uh, on top of the the bucket so the sound of the drops raindrops hitting the water wouldn't get in the microphones nice and uh, uh the older guy who runs the studio smokes like three packs of marbarettes a day uh so the little mixing room is like a cloud and um we were laughing a lot um uh, with Peter also like each day like our, our stomach muscles were, were hurt because we'd just been bullshitting so much, but there was also a very dedicated uh, vibe like there was as, as always when we hit a studio there's there's no time to waste and, and we like that is sort of a, a race to the finished uh, finish line and you can't really rest on your laurels or too much in decision making so like it was really intense but uh, nice. but great. Well, I want to thank you for painting that picture of, of you guys uh, recording in Lisboa, in Lisbon. I love Portugal. It's a beautiful country. It's a, you know, uh, the culture is amazing. Uh, sonically, because, you know, like in Portugal, they have like Fado, like all these interesting uh, music genres, like, you know, jazz and all that kind of stuff. Sonically, do you think uh, Portugal, Lisbon, Lisboa influenced the sound of this new album somehow? I mean, not really. <laughs> like uh, the songs were already written, but but the studio. I mean, we we barely left the studio. We were there from early morning to late at night, and like only had time for a little bit of sleep. Like a couple of days, we went out in in the city, but like we were bunkered up in that studio. But I mean, the studio itself definitely lent some atmosphere. Um, and you know, walking around the neighborhood, which is. is kind of outside the central of Lisbon and kind of council estate-like and a bit bleak looking. And as I said, it was raining all the time. So, you, yeah, maybe you, it puts you in a certain kind of mood that's built into the recordings, but I, I can't really totally. tell what went in and what didn't. Cool. Well, we can wait to hear it. I mean, uh, you guys have released a couple of singles out of this album already. Uh, the Holding Hand a few weeks ago and Vendetta. Vendetta was uh, what? Uh, the video was released, what, uh, last week, a couple of weeks ago? Yeah, sounds about right. 
Amazing That's singles, amazing. man. Incredible stuff. Thank you. Let's let's talk about uh, those music videos that you guys uh, filmed, so cinematic, so uh, proper, so cool. Uh, when did you guys uh, film these music videos? Was it obviously during lockdown or before? Um, like recently, they were they were both filmed like two weeks before their release. Okay, um, awesome. Yeah. Are we expecting But, uh, more singles uh, to come out uh, before the release of the album? More music videos? Yeah, you can. You definitely can. Awesome. But yeah, if, if you want me to talk about, yeah, I mean, the the, the main thing for me was that we got the actor Slatko Burik. Yep. Um, to star in the Vendetta video, and he's I, I love him as an actor, but he's also in in this trilogy of movies called Pusher. Yeah. That is like a really accurate um, depiction of late 19s, early 2000s criminals scene in Copenhagen. Totally. And they're just super iconic and, and, and it's such a, 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 a accurate depiction of a Copenhagen I used to know and grew up in and... and And has also like influenced all of our friends, like all kinds of slang from those movies. Is was we watch them and like if we watch one of those movies, I realize that half of the shit my friends are saying comes from those films, you know. <laughs> so that it's super influential. Totally. Uh, so to have him in, in in the video was just like a, a mind bending for me. Totally. And he, he was brilliant. Now that we talk about influences, obviously Slatko Burik. Uh, What other things influence you guys to create music that is not precisely music? You know, like, uh, I don't know, like, uh, you, you mentioned that, you know, all these films, you know, of him influence you guys uh, to create this sound. What other things? Literature? I don't know, uh, more films? Yeah, I mean, it, I always have a hard time answering this question because... You know, it's a big amalgamation of of course every everything you hear, or read, or live through. That just is your general cultural understanding combined with your personal life and your natural quirks. That just so, so like I never sit down and try and write a song where it's like oh, I want to take a little bit from here and a little bit from there and like see what the result is. You know, you just create from that sort of vast. Of course. So it's kind of like, void in your brain. So so so, so I, I don't. I, it's hard for me to say. Okay, it's like nothing as specific. But yeah, but but yeah, movies and literature and yeah. life and everything can go in there. Totally. So it is like a never-ending process for you. You're just catching things from all over the place, and at some point when you when you yeah, create I, music, I, it just I comes. Feel, out. I feel like every everything I I take in, it just gets sucked into my brain and broken awesome. into pieces, and then just like sits in some kind of vacuum in there and things get broken apart and reattached and then suddenly you end up with ideas. Excellent. That's a beautiful metaphor right there, uh, Elias. Well, I wanted uh, I wanted to thank you not only for taking the time to, to do this interview, but for the music, for your band that is freaking amazing. You know, obviously, that Ice Age is one of the top rock and roll bands in the world at this very moment and we're so stoked about the new album Sick Shelter to be released on May the 7th of 2021 Cheers man, thanks for having me
Thanks, man. So I hope that uh, you win. Uh, you know, uh, right now you're playing uh, darts, and I hope that it, it's it's looking pretty good so far. That's it, it is. That's great news, man. Elias, thank you so much. And, and again, eh, by the way, when things get better and you come to San Francisco, because you guys are going to come to San Francisco, please come to KXSL this year. Yeah, I miss the States. Like, I've, 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 every time I see, like, a film of, with, like, American street scenery, like, I'm like, fuck, like... I used to be there all the time. <laughs> totally. It will happen again. You'll see. It will be sooner than later. You'll see. We'll meet soon. Thanks, Elias. Thank you so much. Uh, Have a great night in Copenhagen. And, yeah. Uh, cheers. Thanks so much, dude. Yeah, ciao. Ciao. Gracias. Adios. Grazie. Perfect. Uh, that was Elias uh, from uh, Ice Age. Sorry about a couple of... Uh, there was a nest bomb in there. And there was an F-bomb in there. So I'm sorry, San Francisco, if that offended you. Uh, you know, we spoke specifically <laughs> to Elias before the interview about no cursing, but it happens, for God's sakes. Come on, so our apologies once again, my dear San Francisco. Our interview with uh, Seth from Dead from Above 1979, it's taking place in, in, what, 14 minutes and 35 seconds, to be precise. So let's play something by Ice Age. This is Bendetta. <laughs> In Rockneto at KXS 102.5 FM San Francisco.
their upcoming 2021 album called Seek Shelter to be released on May the 7th of 2021 that what that was Ice Age with Bendera in Rockneto at KXSF 102.5 FM San Francisco It's time to get back to our new normal. As COVID-19 vaccinations continue to roll out nationwide, learn to find when your turn is by checking myturn.ca.gov or by going to our website and clicking on the KXSF Acts for additional information for your region. From all of us here at KXSF San Francisco Community Radio, thank you for keeping our communities safe. Support for KXSF comes from Lady Falcon Coffee Club, an iconoclastic, only in San Francisco, coffee roastery. Born and blended by the beach in the outer sunset and female-owned and operated, look for Lady Falcon Coffee Club beans at Byright, Williams-Sonoma, Gus's, Rainbow Grocery, Good Eggs, and other fine food vendors, or at their vintage mobile coffee truck about town. Learn more by visiting their website at ladyfalconcoffeeclub.com. Thanks for supporting San Francisco Community Radio. Yes, indeed, San Francisco. You can support uh, this uh, this 
businesses that have supported us throughout uh, 2020 and now 2021. Please do so. Honestly, we're all struggling with everything that is happening, but you know they've stayed with us. They have uh, keep. They have keep. Uh, they have kept supporting us, and that's uh, that's something really really cool. And again, if you want to become part of the KXSF family, and if you want to be a DJ, a volunteer, an underwriter, hit me up at four one five six four eight seven three twenty seven or on social media. Look me up at Rockneto SF on what Instagram and uh, Twitter, or just at the KXSF radio at KXSF radio handle as well on Twitter. And Instagram, our conversation with Sav from Dead from Above 1979 in around uh, 7 minutes and 15 seconds, if that's precise. Now let's go to Sydney, Australia and play something by the Lazy Eyes. This is Where's My Brain? In Rocknet.kxsf. 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 Thank you. 
That's a brand new release by the Lazy Eyes called Where's My Brain? They are from Sydney, Australia, and they sound amazing. Now let's go to London. Let's go back to London. We've been in the UK today um, for uh, you know for most of the tracks that we have played today, I think. Uh, and let's play a brand new single by The Horrors. They released a new single just a few days ago, and this is called Loud. And it sounds like this in the cases. That is a brand new release by the horrors called Loud in Rock Neto at KXSF. And it's 2.43 p.m. in San Francisco and it's 5.43 p.m. in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. And that means that we have the absolute pleasure and honor of talking to a legend of the rock and roll universe, Sav from Dead from Above, 1979. Sav, what's up? How are you? Good. How are you? Super happy, man, to be able to talk to you. I'm, I'm like... Uh two hours northwest of Toronto, so Toronto okay. is 
barely on the map for me anymore. <laughs> okay. How's, how's life, uh, uh, wherever you are at this very moment? It's pretty good. You know, it's a little hectic, uh, trying to, trying to keep up with the clock and with the phone battery and everything. But, uh, Everything's good, man. Can't complain. Got a got a new baby girl and uh, that's awesome. a new record. So awesome, man. Can't complain. Congratulations. Yep. That's 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 good to hear. But you know, you made us, uh, you made us fans of Dead from Above uh, very very happy with the release on, of One Plus One, and obviously uh, mm -hmm. uh, because of the upcoming release of East for Lovers. That's great news. Thank you for releasing all this new music. Oh, I mean, it's more than our pleasure. It's it's what we do. So. Totally. We're happy that there's someone out there to uh, to receive it, you know? Of course. It's been four years since the release of Outrage is now. And uh, now, in this 2021, we have a new album. Uh, yep. What have you been doing for the past uh, four years? Uh, I mean, we, you know, we toured Outrage uh, for a certain amount of time. And then we, um, my record label ancient fashion repressed our first ep heads up yeah. and we actually went out and toured again so we did like a set that was just heads up and then we would play like a regular you know one hour rock set after that so um we kind of toured outrages now twice in a sense and then uh we started working on this record i mean we we started it in uh february of 2019 okay. so cool. um yeah and it took us about a year to, to make it uh, we made it ourselves and uh and then we sat on it for a year because of the insanity uh that we're all aware of so totally um you know really it the, the time between music wasn't that long especially for a two-piece band you know totally. um but uh but um uh you know we're happy that we can finally let it out you know we were the only two people that had heard the record for like a year essentially so <laughs> for it to be able to uh get in other people's ears is really a joy it's a gift totally this album was self-produced you guys uh produced the whole thing how how did yep. that feel for you guys to you know to to go that route uh it was pretty natural i mean um i've been making you know entire albums for a long time and uh You know, when we were making The Physical World, I was simultaneously making my own solo record at the same time. Um, and uh, when we were started to make this record, uh, it just made sense for us to, you know, the last two records, we actually tried to do it ourselves, but I don't think we were ready yet. Uh, just like dynamically in the band, I don't think it was the right time. Totally. But, you know, we made two, you know, two awesome records with incredible producers, uh, Dave Sardi and Eric Valentine. And we really learned an ins like an insane amount, you know, like between those two experiences, it was like a masterclass in, in engineering and recording. Totally. And myself being the singer and songwriter, I end up spending a lot more time with the producers, you know, because we're just in there doing writing and vocals and yada, yada, yada. So, I, you know, I had a front row seat to Eric Valentine's magic, and uh, it made me a really much better engineer and producer. So... Going into this record, we had a lot more, uh, just a lot more knowledge, I think. And uh, when it came time to mix it, I was going to get someone else to do it. And then Jesse uh, happened to be listening to this record that I mixed a couple of years ago. And he's like, dude, just make it sound like this. You of know, course. like, we can do this. <laughs> I was like, Tell okay. Him. 
yeah. I'll finish the record. And then he mastered it. So okay. it's really like the most uh, insular record uh, that we've ever made, you know. Excellent. Uh, you released uh, One Plus One, what, a couple of weeks ago, yeah. if, I'm not, if I'm not mistaken. It sounds amazing. Yep. Uh, I read Thank somewhere you. that you describe it as the karmic sequel to uh, Romantic Rights. Mm -hmm. That, you know, one of your classic songs from uh, 2004. Yep. Uh, how yep. so? How did this happen? Uh, was this on purpose or uh, it just happened? No, it just happened. I mean, you know, there was there was a bit of a sense of, uh, of going back to basics um, when we started this record. Uh, you know, keeping it just between us, um, and uh, and also being able to reference ourselves in a sense. You know, we've been around for long enough that um, we can listen to our catalog and go, "Oh, that was cool. We should try something like that again." You know, totally. instead of um, instead of looking outward, we can look inward. You know, and uh, one plus one started as a more straight-ahead rock song, okay. and uh, and it, it something wasn't clicking in it for me and uh, I played it for my wife and just similar, you know, similar to me, she was like, you know, it could be maybe dancier. And, uh, -huh. uh I took the song back into the studio and, and just started playing drums. And that's the beat that I came up with. And, and, and for me, that beat kind of sounded like something that I would have played, you know, in another lifetime. So, um, it connected it that way musically. And then lyrically, it just, there are some themes on it and this wasn't intentional, but there are some themes on it that align. And, and this entire record for the most part is, is a more personal record um, than the last two. And really your woman on machine was a very personal record for me. It was about relationships and friends and my parents and family, you know, so um, that's the, that's the, the scope that I was looking through on this record again. And so it just, it, for me, it just connects, naturally and kind of spiritually to that to that time perfect so can we expect a similar sound for the rest of the tracks something uh you know similar to you're a woman i'm a machine uh i i that's not for me to say okay. <laughs> you know i don't awesome. think it's it doesn't sound like that record because okay. definitely it's like my goal was to make a, a you know at least sonically for it to sound like a garage rock or or metal band Uh, but produce like the Beatles. So <laughs> we'll see go. if that works out. But uh, that's what I was trying to do. Totally. Abe, hey, you guys have been around. I mean, you guys are legends. I mean, I can, I, I've seen you guys play live uh, so many times like here in San Francisco. I think I saw you guys at Coachella uh, when, yeah. when Coachella Maybe. was cool. <laughs> uh, but anyway, it, you guys have been around like almost, what, for 20 years almost. And you as a musician, you've been creating all this music for almost two decades now. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, the creative process for you, how much has it changed, uh, you know, or even like personally, like uh, how much have you changed since, uh, I don't know, 2004? I mean, it's impossible right. to state, you know, to overstate how much we've changed. <laughs> um, but I would say that, you know, what has changed between us is uh, there was a point sort of at the end of the first era where, um, there was a maybe a reluctance to, to fully associate with the band. I don't know. It's hard to describe what it was. But, like, you know, we were young men, and um, and at least I felt like my my identity was, was really wrapped up with the band, and I was trying to contend with that, you know, what sort of a public perception is of me. It was just a very kind of distorted time in my mind. 
um, which in retrospect, it's so petty, you know, but um, uh, I, I also felt a little bit like an imposter in a sense, because I, I never <sighs> sang uh, in a band before really written songs in that way. And I felt like I needed more time, you know, like I felt like I wasn't ready for the uh, the kind of uh, attention we were getting. Um, that's just, you know, the things that go through a 20-whatever-year-old's mind. Of course. Um, you know, but at, at the age of 40, 41, you know, I, I, I don't have those kind of uh, questions anymore, you know, and uh, and certainly just the experience of, of having written, you know, as many songs as I have over those those years and having made all the music I've made. Totally. Um, it, it's more it's more of a natural thing. And also our roles in the band are, are far far better uh, cool. uh, delineated now. Just cool. just over time it just happens, you know? Excellent. Uh, I saw the, the cover for the album, it's brilliant. I love it. And uh, the title is for lovers uh, what's yeah. what's the meaning behind that behind the the title of that album? Is that uh, maybe describes the concept of the album of the new album? Yeah, a little bit. I mean, it was it was one of the titles that um, you know sometimes with songs and records, I'll come up with the with the titles first, um, or I'll have like a notebook full of kind of phrases that I like. Nice. And uh, is for lovers was one of the one of the contenders. Um, there were a few others, but. Uh, okay. um, I was uh, my great aunt, who's on the cover of the record with my with my great uncle. Brilliant. Um, yeah. She passed away okay. uh, last year, kind of as we were still making the record. And I went to her house to kind of help settle her affairs, and wow. I found all these incredible photos of her and my uncle, and uh, and also a box of all these cards and love letters that they'd written each other wow. over the years, uh -huh. which was really powerful. Um, but I knew that their their relationship wasn't perfect, you know. Of course, I, I knew what the flaws were, and uh, but when you look at the this kind of performance that they gave of love mm -hmm. between one another in photos and in letters and things, it was so strong, and it reminded me that like although you know nothing is perfect, uh, any relationship has its troubles, any person has its trouble has their troubles, you know. Totally. No one comes out of life. Uh, unpolluted or, or un, unscathed or, or clean, you know, everyone gets dirty. Of um, course. And so, you know, it's this hopeful, idyllic phrase is for lovers, and it's a dedication to lovers, and it shows pictures of lovers. On the back cover, it's their grave, you know, so yeah. uh, it, it, it shows the, the breadth of, of, of what life is and what love is, and, uh, and how love for me is not just a word or a feeling, it's a performance, it's an action, it's something that you do with someone else or for someone else in certain cases. So, totally. um, I just, you know, I, I felt very strongly about, about it and, uh, and I still do. <laughs> That's a great story, man. I thank you for, for telling us the, the story. I had no idea that uh, your grandma was, was the person on the cover, but I love that you sort of, that I checked it out. Um, Let's talk about the future, even though it's, it's difficult to talk about that right at this very moment with everything that is happening. Yeah. Uh, sure. The album is being released on March the 26th of 2021, but less a month ago. Well, I mean, one month from now. Month from now, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, how, many, how many more singles can we expect before the release of that new album? 
I mean, I don't know if we're going to put out any new singles before the record, necessarily. Um, It's possible we might release a track or so. Uh, Really, that's like, it's kind of out of my jurisdiction. You know, I'm, I'm like, do a lot in the band, but as far as deciding when to release stuff or what to release, it's like, at a certain point, I go like, what do you guys think, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Totally. So we'll see. But, uh, you know, in March 26th, you know, people are going to get the whole thing, the whole shebang. We um, can't we're really, wait, man. you know, insanely proud of this record. It's a real album, you know, it's a real side A, side B. There's two kind of distinctive statements that happen on the record. Awesome. Um, and uh, I'm just excited for people to hear it because out of all the records we made, you know, I know bands say this all the time, but uh, we, we really, it's, it's my favorite, <laughs> you know, it's my favorite because I, I really worked like, it was a very holistic experience, you know, from exactly. uh, doing all the engineering to mixing to writing to, you know, mastering the whole thing. Um, so it's a bit of a crazy record, but hopefully people will, will feel that. That's amazing. I mean, if it, if it, if it sounds like one plus one, we're going we're gonna to freaking love it. It's going to be a, a Yeah, great... there's a lot of bangers on it. There's like some straight-ahead rock stuff, and there's some like funkier stuff, and nice. there's some like really, really kind of out-of-nowhere ballads, and then some, like, crazy, heavy shit that we've never done, pardon my language. Uh, so, yeah, there's there's a bit of everything on it. Excellent. Well, again, like, we can't wait. March the 26th of uh, 2021, East for Lovers, will be released by the great Dead from Above 1979. And talking about, again, about the future, what are you going to be doing for the rest of the day today in Canada? Oh, <laughs> I'm like, uh, I'm driving between um, my mother-in-law's house where my wife and baby and I are staying and, nice. a, and a crazy old stone house that we bought two hours north of there. So cool. I'm on my way to this old house to like do some painting and scrubbing and cutting and sawing and stuff. So yeah, power tools. That's awesome, man. Well, have fun, you know, have fun with the family, uh, with your daughter. And I yep. want to thank you for taking the call and uh, not only for that, for but for making years and years and years of great rock and roll. We really, really appreciate it. Well, we, uh, we appreciate your, uh, your dedication to the band, and uh, thanks for calling. Awesome. Thanks, Seth. Uh, when things get better, please yeah. come to San Francisco, and please come to KXSF. This is your home. 100%. We'll Let's see you it. soon. Thank you, Seth. I'm going to play uh, One Plus One to celebrate the interview, and I hope you have Amazing. a great, great evening. Take care, man. Play it, play it three times. Three times, we'll, we'll do it. Yeah. Perfect. Thanks. <laughs> okay, see you. Thank you. Take Bye. care. Bye. Perfect. That was Seb from uh, Dead from Above 1979. Amazing human being, amazing dude. Uh, great, great conversation. And uh, yeah, we're going to play that uh, single that they released a couple of weeks ago called One Plus One by the great Dead from Above 1979 and with this se acabó, it's over Rocknet in English is over we'll continue with Rocknet on Espanol we have an interview with a band from Mexico City called Melt, the fourth interview of the day, next week we have a so far confirmed TV priest they will be on Rocknet uh, for an interview and let's see what the week brings us, uh, this Sunday we're filming a benefit show at Eli's Mahai Club uh, for a benefit show for KXSF, like Revival, like the one that took last week, and we have an amazing lineup. We have a Buzz Lightbeer. We have a George Crustanza, who are amazing, by the way. I was checking out a few of their music videos 
um, performances, live performances uh, in the past uh, few day, few days, and they're freaking incredible. We have a uh, unicornucopia and and pure hex for God's sakes. Maybe you don't know this story. Maybe you do. The very live, the very last live benefit that we filmed, but it was it was live, you know, like a normal gig. Uh, that we that we put together was at the makeout room in March of 2020, February of 2020, and one of the bands that played there was Pure Hex, and we're going to be having them again for this uh, upcoming benefit that we will be filming at the Elias Mahai Club, Buzz Light Beer, Pure Hex, George Crustanza, and Unicornucopia. It will be fun. We'll have fun this Sunday filming. So that's it. Thank you. This is KXFLP San Francisco. This is One Plus One from Death from Above 1979 in Rockneto at We'll continue in Spanish. Thanks to all the people that, that called us, that texted us, that sent us, that sent us all those lovely messages. Thanks. Thank you. 
shit. 